Hello, you lovely lot. Welcome to the Mind Your Hands Olua's Essence podcast. My name is BC Oyenoga, and the word Olua means God. It is from my Yoruba language, which is out of Nigeria. So think God's essence through minding your hands. Amen. So for those who are relatively new, I tend to just kind of give a breakdown of what the word Olua means. And today's topic is spiritual passport. I'm going to be expounding on what your spiritual passport means to you and why it is ever so relevant for you to guard it with your life. Amen. So come on in, pull up your chairs, strap your laughing belts on, and maybe you're, you know, walking out as you're listening to this podcast, whatever the case may be. I just pray that the message, you know, the little gist will resonate with you and hopefully, um, hopefully teach you a thing or two. Now, what we're not going to have today is any stuttering on my part. So I'm going to make sure that I pace myself and not talk too fast. I'm a fast talker. Yeah. So, anywho. (laughs) Now, if you're an avid traveler, you know you need your passport to go anywhere, right? Because that is a form of identification. And particularly if you're, you know, traveling to a foreign country, some countries do require for you to get a visa, which requires for you to go to the consulate office representing that country, right? So that is your physical passport. Now, think your spiritual passport and think of your thinking pattern as your spiritual passport. Now I'm using the word think and thinking a lot and you folks are going to hear that a lot in today's, you know, podcast. Now, I'm sure we've all heard um, the phrase, think about what you're thinking about, right? Which is so, so true. It is powerful. Now, the Bible tells us that as a man thinketh, so is he. Which tells us that whatever it is that you fixate your mind on, long enough, it is bound to manifest. If you dwell on that, you know, thought long enough, and if it's negative, it will manifest, you know, negative blessings. If it's positive, it will manifest positive blessings. Now, don't get me wrong. There are no such things as negative blessings, but y'all know what I'm trying to, you know, say. So negativity connotes toxicity, 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 there we go, toxic thoughts. If the longer one is difficult for me to, you know, pronounce, I'm just going to use the shorter word toxic. All right. This is kind of like if the mountain doesn't go to the uh, to Muhammad, Muhammad will go to the mountain. So, devil, you're going to twist my tongue today because I'm about to land blast his life tonight. Anyways, so think of your thinking pattern as your spiritual passport. And now, just as you need to make a trip to the consulate of maybe a particular um, country you're thinking of visiting, The same thing applies, you know, in our thinking pattern, right? And I shared that the Bible tells us as a man thinketh, so is he. That's why if you study scripture carefully, it is always cautioning us to think about what we're thinking about. Philippians 4, for instance, right? It says, whatever thing is lovely, whatever thing is pure, whatever thing is um, of good report, praiseworthy, right? Think upon such things. Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, right? Then the book of Corinthians also tells us that 
<laughs> we cast down every vain imaginations, right? Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, man-made, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are the strongholds you're pulling down? Your mental strongholds. You know, the mental images, the thoughts that run through your mind. Those are the strongholds that you're pulling down. Um, every lofty opinion, every vain imaginations, we cast them all down and we lead them all into the obedience of Christ, the anointed one. I like to always add never to be released again. Every single time I use that scripture, you know, when I'm casting down, you know, vain thoughts, you know what I mean? I use, I always say, you know, after I lead them all into the obedience of Christ, the anointed, may they never be released again. So our mind is a battlefield, y'all. It is a battlefield. Think of a grenade that's ready to get launched or ready to go off. If you, you know, step like on a, on a mine, um, you know, when you go to those minefield where they have grenades buried and if one is not careful, if you step on a light one, boom, it explodes. So think of your, you know, thoughts like that, any toxic thoughts and, um, um it's just a matter of time before boom, it explodes. So how does spiritual passport plays in? Thank you for asking. I thought you guys were never going to ask me. So your spiritual passport plays in, in that if you're thinking negative thoughts, if you're thinking thoughts that are destructive, toxic, right? Automatically, the devil um, can sanction your passport. He can stamp any kind of visa he wants in empty pages in your spiritual passport. So he can give you a visa entry to the realm of or the country of or state of despondency, despair, bitterness, sadness, anger, jealousy, strife, basically all the yucky things of the fruit of the flesh, you know, all those stuff stems from the kingdom of darkness. And now let's not get it twisted. The kingdom of darkness, it is a spiritual kingdom and the spiritual kingdom or the spiritual realm supersedes our physical realm, which is earth where you and I reside, where we breathe, move, and have our being, right, in Christ. So everything that goes, that happens in the physical has to go through the spiritual first, including our thinking pattern. So if we're thinking neg negativity, there is almost like there's, um, think um, when um, messages are going, being transmitted electronically back and forth, you know, so there's just this, non-stop traffic, right? Of messages being transmitted, being projected back and forth. Now, depending on the kind of message you're sending, it can go to the kingdom of light, which is God's kingdom. So if you're thinking on positive thoughts, according to Philippians four, guess what? It is going to go to the kingdom of light and the kingdom of light. They also have your spiritual passport and they're stamping all things good, all things lovely, all things positive right? All things life giving, all things life abundantly into your passport. Now on the other end, if you're thinking all things negative, then guess what? It is going to go to the kingdom of darkness, which is also a spiritual realm, right? So we need to think about what we're thinking about. Just think of like how you're very, very careful you guard your physical passport with everything that you have, particularly if you're traveling, traveling in a foreign country, you know, usually if this is a country where pickpockets are known to just, you know, steal from tourists, they usually tell you, maybe leave, you know, maybe deposit your, um, 
passport at a bank, you know, keep it in a safe deposit box. Um, check in, you know, if you're staying at a hotel, you know, just make sure you keep it somewhere safe, right? And you safeguard that physical passport with everything in you because no one wants to be stranded in a foreign country, right? Right. Now, <laughs> spiritual passport is the same principle. You have to guard your thoughts with everything that is in you. You know, now I love the scripture in Job. It says there is a breath. Uh, no, there is a spirit in a man and the breath of the almighty gives it illumination. Now imagine us leaving, uh, receiving, uh, 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 slow down BC. Imagine us receiving illumination from the spirit of God, from the breath of God, right? Now, Lucifer is also a spirit being. The only way we can receive right illumination is if we're thinking goodly thoughts, if we're thinking things that Christ would think about, right? Then we will receive the right kind of illumination from the breath of God. But on the other end, if we're uh, thinking the wrong thoughts, guess what kind of illumination we're going to receive? The breath of Satan, because Satan is a spirit. Now, he's not as powerful as God. I'm sure we all know that. But we must never forget this one truth. And for some reason, nowadays, we've seemed to lax in our, um, uh, in our, or our need, you know, to be on the guard. The devil is relentless. He does just mess with you when he feels like it. Every single day, he is in front of the Lord, accusing us daily. Every single day, he doesn't take a break. He's never on vacation, right? Now, he is not as powerful as God in that he doesn't know your destiny. He may see that you have a glorious destiny, but does he have the full details? No. However, he can get all the full details through any stinking thoughts, through any toxic thoughts, right? Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The devil came so that he can still kill and destroy. He just doesn't want to steal from you, kill from you. He wants to destroy you completely. He wants to destroy you and I completely. And if God gives him permission, destroy us up to the point of complete, total obliteration where we don't exist at all. There will be no legacy for us, right? So we can't, we have to be very, very careful. Just like the devil doesn't take any vacation, Daily, we should not be lax. You know, we should not be careless or nor reckless with our spirituality, right? Now, examples of toxic thoughts. We may be thinking, oh, it's taking too long to marry for those who desire it, right? It's taking too long to conceive for women who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. I'll never amount to anything in life. This is when, you know, comparison comes in. This illness will be the death of me. I've met several folks who claim illnesses as their own. People, whatever infirmity you have, that has been, you know, released into your body by the devil. Don't claim it. When people say my cancer came back, my diabetes, this, my arthritis, that, that is not for you to own. No, the blessings of God make it rich and it has no sorrow. Christ was made poor so that we through his poverty might become rich. So we need to start replacing all those jargon words and affirmations and toxic thoughts with the life-giving truth of God's word, right? Now, to piggyback to examples of toxic to uh, thoughts, we may also think like, oh, I'll never get out of debt. You know, um, um, I'll never graduate from college, from school. You know, um, I'm going to die young. Whatever it is that is just 
where we find ourselves constantly berating ourselves negatively, then guess what? We have what we say. You know, because the power of the, of life and death is on the tongue, remember? Now, instead of thinking all those life-sucking thoughts, why don't you begin to, you know, um, make some positive affirmations? You can say things like, God has given me all things pertaining to life and godliness. And not just when you feel like it. Make it a daily habit. Because remember, the devil daily accuses you. Not when he feels like it. And he attacks it. He attacks us the most when we're, when we're vulnerable. So, all right. Positive thoughts. God has given me all things pertaining to life and godliness. God's thoughts towards me are always of good and not of evil. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am blessed going out and I'm blessed coming in. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm a leader and not a follower. God is giving me cutting edge strategies that will catapult me into my next and higher level of success. And the list goes on and on and on. So we have the power. Because remember, God says he has given us all power and authority to trample over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt us. Thus, we also have the power to renounce, to denounce and to nullify, lead every stinking toxic thought into the obedience of Christ. Amen. Now, the scripture reference I want to use, I'm not even going to read it, but it's from Matthew 4 and Luke 4. And they're basically the same story. Fun fact, out of the four Gospels, only Matthew and Luke actually recount the time of Jesus in the wilderness, you know, when he went 40 days and 40 nights without any food. And according to the message translation, it says that he prepared for the test because he knew he was going to be tested. Um, no, sorry. He was going to be tempted by the devil. So he prepared for the test. Now, even though he went without physical food for 40 days and 40 nights, he was still in the presence of his father. So when the devil showed up to tempt him in the wilderness, he was able to shut down the noise, the temptation three times from the book of Deuteronomy, you know, shutting him down. And another thing, in case we've conveniently forgotten, the devil knows the word of God. Because remember, he also used to be one of the top angels in heaven before he got prideful and decided he wanted to be equal with God. <laughs> and he got his behind kicked out of heaven with his cohorts. So he knows the word of God. And scripture tells us that he also appears as an angel of light. So we have to be very, very careful. You know, we have to make sure that we have the word of God straight on lockdown in our hearts so that when that time comes for us to rebuke the devil, we are rebuking him with the word of truth. So I'm going to piggyback to the fun fact I was sharing with y'all. Um, like I said, only Matthew and, Ma uh, Matthew and Luke recount, you know, Jesus's wilderness trial um, in uh, out of the four gospels. And only Luke tells us that the devil left Jesus for an appointed time, for another time. So he left him temporarily to come back at another time to tempt him. Again, he is relentless. Before he could destroy um, Job, you know, he had to get permission from God. So I, tru I truly believe that before he can do anything in our lives, he has to go before God. And God gives him the, per you know, the permission to touch us. And though we have the scripture, scripture that says, touch no my anointed, do my prophets no harm. 
still he can get permission to mess with us. So we have to make sure that we have nothing in common with him, nor is um, foul spirit, you know, we have nothing in common. That way we can wage every mental battle, you know, uh, victoriously. Amen. So when you guys have time, I will strongly recommend checking out the story of, uh, Jesus, you know, Odyssey into the wilderness, Matthew, I mean, Matthew and Luke chapters four, you will find it there. And like I said, only Luke tells us that Satan left him temporarily for another time, you know, to tempt him. Amen. So I pray that God will always make a way of escape for us. So think about what you're thinking about and think of your thinking pattern as your spiritual passport whereby if you need to go anywhere, if you will need to travel spiritually into different realms, you need your spiritual passport and you need visas stamped. So you want to be careful what kind of visa you are allowing to be stamped into your spiritual passport. Amen. So on that note, I am about to close shop uh, on spiritual passport. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's topic. Um, I hope you guys have gleaned a thing or two or several, you know, from today's topic. Um, I surely do enjoy doing this, you know, podcast. I really do. So on that note, I'm going to leave you with <laughs> stay positive, right? Stay encouraged, stay clean, stay hydrated, stay focused, stay grounded, stay in your lane, but most importantly, stay richly, richly blessed. And until next time, I love you with the love of God. Blessings.